It's podcast time. It's Peak Price. I'm in a beautiful home somewhere tucked away in the middle of wherever we are. And I'm with a young man um, who has had a great start in life, uh, which is fab. But we're going to talk about the way his life is going and the world of art. Now, I've never done one of these interviews for a long, long time. And I certainly have never done an interview with a young person who is going into art. So let's say hello to Max Eugenie. Hello. Hi, Pete. (laughs) I'm thrilled you let me talk to you about this because I've never, ever really discussed art with somebody who's just starting and building a life. And by the way, I've seen some of his work, so I think he could be quite famous. So this is a first. This podcast is a first. So I'm the one that got in before he was famous. So just a simple start. Max, first of all, how old are you? Uh, 22. 22. So a young man. Starting in the world of art. Let's find out who you are, first of all. Growing up, what was life like growing up? I was, it was pretty relaxed. I kind of I stayed in the same school my entire life. A very close group of friends. And, uh, um, yeah, just uh, a loving home and, um, and quite a creative mother. Um, very logical father um, and... A younger brother, and um, that's the background, that's which the background, is great. Yeah. So I love that combination. So mum being creative, dad being the founder member of this, yeah. <laughs> and giving you the start in life. When did art first appear in your life? When did you go, wow? I, I think it's interesting, kind of story art throughout my life, just because it's kind of it hasn't been a. I was passionate about art since I was little. Um, it has always been there. But it's kind of in ups and downs. Um, I mean, mum, having done graphic design at university, she's also into textiles and she sews all her own clothes and stuff. Um, She introduced me to painting and printmaking when I was quite young. Um, And I wouldn't say I fell in love with it straight away, but it was almost like a, I'm doing this with her and it was quite a nice quite a nice moment so it was a, a nice combination working with your mom so who's your best friend so your best friend and you are doing it together as you're growing up yeah yeah um and I was good at it and that was kind of always a bonus um and so I kind of kept it through school not loving it too much but I was good at it so um you know I kept that with me and well, then, let's just stay there for a second. So she was into textiles. Did you get involved with textiles? Did you work at all with textiles? No, not really. I never kind of, I don't know, textiles never really jumped out to me. Um, I'm, funnily enough, not a very patient person. And Really? And it's, That's interesting. An artist, not patient. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, most of them, you see most artists saying they spend hundreds of hours on their paintings. A lot of the time... After about, if I'm spending more than 10 hours on a work, um, I'm getting bored of myself. And so I like to work quite quickly. With growing up with a lady that is very artistic, very, you know, you have a beautiful home, you have this feeling. Can you remember your first ever painting? Ever? I don't say that I can remember my first painting. I think probably... I can remember my first print because that was kind of where I'd, I mean, even from when I was little, I'd kind of moved more towards printmaking than painting. Um, my mum gave me lino tools, probably quite dangerous when I was about six or seven. Um, so you had lino tools yeah, to very start sharp, with? <laughs> very sharp blades. Yeah. Um, 
And so I, yeah, I carved, I think it was a, a pineapple maybe as my first work. So it wasn't a, a watercolour or anything, it was an actual sculpture? Sculpture? Um, no, it's a, it's a um, well, I mean, the, the plate almost is a bit sculptural, but it was a, I carved into this, the line of the plate, and then like, you print from that, and I get a, a, a print on paper. So this is what you discovered, the first, this, this is the, the way you went down art at the beginning? That was, yeah, the beginning. I'd kind of, I'd stuck with um, lino for a while, and then I moved into dry point techniques, um, but printmaking was my first real kind of love in art. How did your friends feel about what you were doing? It's funny, the art department wasn't very big in our school. Um, I mean, when I did it for A-levels, there was only two of us in the class. Mm. Um, and so I kind of did get the the label of the the, the artsy guy in school. Um, and there was jokes made that oh, you just draw shapes for for a living and, and whatnot. And, um, <laughs> Um, I mean, funny enough, now, yeah, I am just drawing shapes, but... For a living. Yeah. <laughs> and making a good living. Yeah. Let's go back to your A-level. How did that work? What did you have to do for your A-level? Did you have to create something? Yeah, it was... It was um, it's, it's funny, A-levels is very different to how I'm working now. In A-levels, it was... Um, you work very closely with the teacher and a lot of the ideas don't really come from you and it's more kind of skill-orientated... Um, and so I was, I was working in a, in a very, um, in more of a realism kind of sense. Um, and it was just churn out as much work as, as possible to kind of find what I enjoyed doing. Um, that turned out to be woodcut and, um, and dry point. Um, Explain what dry point is. Uh, so dry point, probably most famously used by, um, Da Vinci, is a um, is a printmaking technique in which you um, scratch into either uh, usually copper plates, but I in school we didn't have the money didn't have the money for students to have copper plates, so it was into um, acetate plastic, and then you apply ink onto this scratch surface and then wipe the top ink, and then everything in the scratch lines would stay when you print that on paper. Um, and so it's, it's just a way of drawing. You see, I'm talking to Max Eugenie, and what's interesting already, what comes out, is it's not a matter of standing there and painting on a canvas or carving or creating something. There is an awful lot of work to do with art, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think printmaking more, so there's such a long process to my work and there's a lot of stuff you have, I, have to, I had to learn. Um, and yeah, printmaking is a very drawn out process. Painting still so, but we, I mean, with more with painting, you can just put a canvas down, grab some paints, and you start. And it's the same process from start to finish. Um, but I quite like that that process. It, it keeps me. There's lots of different parts of it I can fond, like, fin, uh, mess around with and uh, and see how I can alter it. Now, growing up as a teenager. Were your styles changing? Were you finding yourself? Did you go through different periods that we always hear about artists going through the blue period, the white period or whatever? Did you find you were experimenting as a teenager to find out where you wanted to be? Yes, definitely. I, I think my art 
has gone through massive phase, like huge differences in, um and there's been different phases um from a levels to when i went for the first two years of uni um and then going away to helsinki to do a year abroad there was three definite phases and i could you can really tell like where my head was at in each of those phases i feel like in a levels there wasn't much thought about it just because i didn't want to do art as a career at that point it was just i was good at it and i'm going to get a good grade so i'm i'm I'll just do this uh and then at university where i had decided i'll do art just cuz um i didn't really know what else to do um i was i was just so unsure of myself at that point that it kind of showed through in my art and i think as artists if your if your head's unclear it's so easy to tell um through your work um and then coming through to the phase recently in helsinki kind of i figured myself out a bit i think art helped that but also it was definitely leaving and you know seeing a new culture and uh and living in a different country for a year yeah i, I kind of figured myself out and it it showed through and i'm more comfortable working now and i feel like the work that I'm producing is more me. That's way. interesting. So three stages. Now, you made a point which is really fascinating. So can you look at a piece of art or, or would you look at a piece of art differently to me because you can say that artist is in turmoil or that artist is changing or can you read something into a painting that I can't because you're an artist? I think it's almost... I feel like I look at paintings a lot of the time and you can kind of... It's more just instinctive. You can kind of tell whether that artist is comfortable in what they're they're making or they're unsure of what they're making, and um, and if they have like a purpose behind their work. There's a lot of work that um, I was making that I was completely unsure of, and it's so easy to tell. But yeah, you, you can tell a good artist when they're sure of the work they're doing, and uh, we're not completely sure. You can obviously always be questioning yourself, but. Um, more comfortable in in their own process and uh, right. Now tell me, if you hadn't been an artist, did you did you were you in turmoil when you were making the decision about university to go down art, or were you thinking, am I going to make a living at this? Because you like the nice things in life. You dress beautifully. You're a good looking lad. You've got your girlfriends. You've got your friends. You know, you have to make a decision. Did you feel I mightn't be able to make a living at it? Or do you think, did you feel so confident you think one day I will make a living at it? When I decided, I yeah, I definitely didn't want to be uh, an artist when I was deciding to go to university. Um, I was going to, I don't, well, I'd looked at universities to go and do genetics. Um, but I just, I didn't get the grades for that. And art was... I did get the grades for, and so that's what I decided doing. I'd say at that point, I wasn't a creative person. I I don't think I was a creative person until recently. I think a lot of people think that you are either creative or you're not, but I find that just the three years that uni have had so far has almost taught me how to be creative or how to think creatively. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I definitely didn't want to be an artist. I didn't think I could make a living out of it until very recently. And do you feel now that you can yeah, I I think I can see where my work's progressing and um, 
I mean, you never know what the future is going to bring, but I, I hope yeah. to hell that I, yeah, I do. Now, you recently had an exhibition at the Liver Buildings, and it was great. I went down to see some of your work. Do you take, as an artist, and as you're building this career for yourself, do you take criticism, or do you find it difficult to take criticism when somebody doesn't like your work? I prefer it. I think it's a, a very uncut... It's tough to find, um, especially when you're starting out. Obviously, the bigger artists, they get, there's lots of criticism because, um, you know, it's, and most of the time it's not face-to-face. But as younger artists who are just starting out, it's so difficult to find people that are willing to give you honest criticism. And so I, I welcome it as much as possible because that's when you know someone's telling the truth. It's not just, yes, I really like your work and you don't know whether they mean it or not. It's... Uh, it's, yeah, it's helpful. Do you find your friends are good critics or um, cutting? I think my, my friends are usually pretty honest with me. A lot of them are, it's, it might be, it's not my thing, but I can see it's, you know, it's very well, well made. Some people will, you know, say they like it, but there's parts of it they don't like. And uh, I, I'm happy that I have people that are honest with me. Because it's interesting, because if you think about it, an actor, a young actor, a young actress... Uh, will uh, go for an audition, they'll do an audition, they won't get it. It's like art, it's critical, because that doesn't suit the director or the producer who's looking for that part. So an art is such a personal thing because you've got to live with it for the rest of your life. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's so subjective and it's about finding the right people that uh, have a similar vision to you and can you know, benefit you in your career and who... You know, going to help you. Let me ask, Max, do a lot of young people go into the world of art? Is is it a a popular way to go down life? Or uh, is it misunderstood? I think everyone knows that it's it's a tough profession and it's not going to be an easy career. And so I think it turns a lot of people away. But I think social media coming in and the... There's now far more ways of getting into the art world, so I think it is helping, and I think there are more young people that are are moving into the art world. But, no, I I do think it is still tough, Mm. and there's a lot of ways to go with with the art world and how we support younger artists coming through. Interesting, you mentioned social media. We're now in a culture of also street art, and there's a new piece of art down by Woodside of Paul O'Grady as Lily and as Paul. Do you think things like street art are starting to help the art world to, to educate everybody about art? Yeah, I mean, throughout history, art's been most of the time only for the wealthier or yeah. it's only been for a, a few people in society. Um, and, you know, as time progresses, we've, we're getting more and more ways of bringing art into all parts of the community. And I think it's... Um, it's great. I think we need to get more people into art because it's such a massive part of, of our culture. I think the other thing with street art is it's quite frustrating to see how many people have got a talent and don't seem to be going anywhere with it. Yeah, it's, it's very competitive. Um, and I think half of, the, half of the job as an artist is being able to market yourself and being a business person. Um, and often a lot of artists will put that to the side and focus on the art. I'm still struggling with learning 
how to market myself and how to run myself as a business. But um, yeah, but you've got to do that. I have you to have got to do that because it's not just about painting. Go, isn't that beautiful? And that's great. And hopefully it'll sell. It's it is a business, and thank goodness a business where. Everybody can get to it now because there is affordable art, which is the exhibition you did and was part of, was af affordable art for the public, which is great because it's no different than wallpaper. You change your wallpaper, you live with that, so live with your piece of art. Now, at university, was the course just learning techniques or what was the course? Briefly, what was it about? I mean, for the, for the first two years, it's really... Um teaching you how to how to think about art and teaching you about the art world because art a levels doesn't really teach you that it just teaches you uh, the skills um and how to paint and how to print make and stuff so um yeah i mean the first two years is to try and help you think differently third year is more so going to be um business helping you prepare for for the, the real world when you go out there. Um, I'm still obviously yet to do that. I'm going there next year. But um, yeah, it's, it's it, I think it's very helpful. I mean, there's a, there's a very big debate going on at the moment between going to university to learn art or being a self-taught artist. And I mean, I think there's lots of resources out there and um, I don't think it's completely necessary, but I think universities help me massively. That's interesting you say that because once again with acting, uh, there are trains of thought, go to acting school or just be an actor. So it, 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 it actually, it, it runs a little bit alongside it. It's really interesting. Now you just threw away Helsinki. You just threw that into the mix a while ago. What made you go to Helsinki? And was that a, part of a split course? Um, I mean, I was, I was very nervous to go away to a different country. I never thought I would do, but I... What, why were you going? Was that part of the course? Of yeah, the I'd, course? I'd put it as, uh, when you start the, when you start your course, you get a choice whether you want to do a four year with a placement or a year abroad, or you can just do the three year. Um, I put myself down for a four year just because I thought I can take it off if I want to when I get to that point. Um, and then when I got to that point, I thought I should, I need to do this. I didn't think I was ready to go into third year yet and finish my degree. Um, my work wasn't mature enough. And so I thought this is, this is what I, I have to do this. Let me stop you there. Are you self-critical then? Are you a good critic on your own work? Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I'm a very critical person of my own work. I wouldn't say there's, I'm, I think there's maybe two pieces at the moment I'm really proud of um, out of the hundreds that I've made. Um, but, you know, you have to be critical, otherwise you're never going to move forward. So going back, you went abroad. Did you have a choice of places to go to? And why Helsinki? I had three, well, I had quite a few choices, but I, you can only apply to three. Um, the three I applied to were uh, University of Michigan, um, Memar Sinan in Istanbul, and then um, the University of Arts Helsinki in Finland. Um, it was a, yeah, it was a tough choice. I, as a, I, I kind of crossed off um, Michigan at first just because I'm also an American citizen, and so I thought I can I can do that at some other time. I can move to America when I want. I may never get the chance to move to Istanbul or, or Helsinki, um, and then with Istanbul. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I don't know. It was just, yeah, it was a 50-50 between the two, but the university... Because two I, totally different places. Yeah, very different. Totally different places. Um, no, I, have a, I had a friend who went to um, Ankara um, for his year, and hearing about his experience versus mine, is, is, um, it's wild. Um, but, no, I, the university in Helsinki was, um, seemed a lot better and seemed to suit my needs more, so... Now, you live in Merseyside, which is alive and fun, and you went to a place where I think they go to bed early. Would that be a good description? Yeah, it's, um, it was strange the first couple of weeks because um, it, it gets dark so early and um, it's, the, the streets are just, are just dead after you know, 8 o'clock or... Um, and it's such a quiet and peaceful city, um, with, and so it was a, it was definitely a, a, a change in, in pace. Um, I mean, I, I go to university in Loughborough, so it is a small town in Loughborough. It, a beautiful a, town. A beautiful, beautiful town. town. Um, and, and so I was used to somewhat quiet. I mean, it is a student town, but it's somewhat, somewhat quiet. Um, and, but yeah, compared to Merseyside and Liverpool, it's it, Helsinki's completely different. It's on it's on the other end of the spectrum. What are the people like? So kind. Um, yeah, no, the Finnish are beautiful people. It's, it's a, a lovely culture that they have. Um, Am I right in assuming it's extremely expensive? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a cheap year. Um, so it's hard to get drunk. Expensive <laughs> to get drunk. You find ways. Yeah. <laughs> you find ways. Quit making your own hooch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, no, but I, you don't really think about it too much. The government's got lots of programs that support you. Um, so, I mean, if it's something that you're worried about doing um, as a student, I'd say, yeah, I don't think that's something you should think about because it's, yeah, they'll support you and it's definitely worth it. And why did you go to another country as part of the course? What, 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 is, what is important about that in the art world? I think you get stuck in your own bubble so easily, especially in the UK um I I felt like it was just the same the first two years of uni it's just the same stuff was happening I went from year one to year two and I didn't feel like anything had changed and I needed that change in order for my work to change um and and so hell yeah Helsinki was was definitely what I needed it was it was completely new people completely new lifestyle and culture and um and it forced my work to change. That's interesting. So when you came back, did your mum and dad, who are your great critics and also your great fans, were they surprised at the work you were doing after you'd been to Helsinki? Oh, definitely. Um, and I, I love looking back at the work that I made last year compared to now because it's um, worlds apart. Um, and yeah, everyone's everyone said that um, my work's definitely matured this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm so thankful for it. That's great. How do you price a piece of art? Uh, this is a question. Um, we could go down the road of why would you pay four million pounds for a painting, whatever. But how do you price for affordable art like the exhibition you've just been in? And it was a great exhibition, by the way, at the Liver Buildings, which I really enjoyed it because there were so many different cultures of art. How do you price a piece of art? It's probably the toughest question, um, but yeah, it's it's difficult. I I say the point that I'm at now, 
um, I look into it and go, this is how much my materials cost, um, framing and whatnot. And then I look at the hours I've spent on it. Going forward from that, obviously, if those pieces sell and um, and I've got more pieces selling, then I'll uh, my prices and and uh, that's interesting. So if a, a piece sells for two hundred pound, you can say that went very quickly. I'm underpricing myself. Possibly, yeah. Um, if I'm yeah, if I, if I sell one piece quickly, then then maybe not. But if I'm selling uh, multiple pieces quite quickly then yeah i think maybe i need to up my prices do they teach you that at university about pricing there's a couple lectures i don't think there was as much as i thought there was going to be um i mean obviously the tutors are there you can ask them whatever you want if you yeah. have those questions um next year we have a whole module on it so i'm looking forward to that so you still haven't finished so you've got another year to do. Another year to go. Uh, and then, yeah, my final exhibition in Loughborough, which I look forward to. Um, so is that how you finish your degree, with an exhibition? Yeah, one big exhibition. They'll have it for all of the creative um, subjects. Uh, there'll be a graphics, textiles, product design and fine arts. They'll do one big one, um, which I just went to visit in a couple of weeks ago and uh, yeah it was great and I'm really looking forward to mine Have you got a best mate who is in the same world as you and if you have is it competitive? Not really to be honest a lot of my I, I did a foundation year at the start of my degree um, which kind of teaches you you do a bit of everything you do graphics textiles and um, product design and fine arts um, and all of my friends were in graphics so I can't say I have too many fine art friends that were close fine art friends. Um, but it's interesting because I get a different, um, I, I get different opinions from them than I do um, find my fine art friends. What about your lectures? Do, are they too critical or are they like teachers going, they help you, they guide you. Well, they guide you. That's what they're there for. But do they go, you really have a gift? I mean, is it... You know, do you get that from them, or are they very constructive about what they say? It, it depends person to person, obviously. Um, I think part of it is finding the tutor that you think is going to help you the most. Um, yeah, for me, last year, I, I found a tutor that I, I thought was very constructive. He told it to, you know, he just said it to me how it is. So like, I don't like this, I like this, I think you should go this way. They're not going to overpraise you, but also they're not going to put you down too much. When you paint, you have different sizes. What makes you pick a size? Do you go, I want to paint something now that I want to paint something big or I want to paint something small? Is there a logic behind that? Or is it just the moment? It's different for every artist. Um, scale is quite an important aspect of, of art. Um, sometimes you have a design in mind um, or I have a concept in mind and I think... Like this needs to be big or this needs to be small. Currently, the stuff that I'm doing, it, it's I'm trying to go bigger and bigger because I want it to be impactful. Um, but no, sometimes artists and artists will start with, I just want to create something small or I want to create something big and see what comes from that. Um, yeah, it really just depends on the artist. Going through all this teaching and training and doing what you're doing, has there ever been any time where you've gone, I'm making a mistake here. Or have you never questioned it? I, yeah, as in making a mistake in... Uh, I'm doing the wrong thing. 
as n- as a career not currently no. i'd say um i i thought that maybe i think the current work that i'm doing started halfway through last well not last year year before um so my second year before i went to helsinki um once I'd kind of got into that project a bit, that's when I thought, okay, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can see this going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was switching between projects and I had no idea. I was like, no, this isn't working. This isn't working. And you become so frustrated with yourself because you think you're not good enough. Or, um, But realistically, it's just work as much as possible and something will come. If you're, um, if you're talented enough and... Um, well, not even if you're talented enough, if you're just driven enough, something will come. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, I think this, is, this has been the start of that something. It's interesting. I'm talking to uh, Max Eugenie about art and his, the way his career is going. But once again, it's like the analogy of acting again. Actors always are self-critical of their work and they, they will turn work down if they can because it's not right for them. So if I said to you, I'd like you to paint me whatever, and you weren't happy with that, would you say no? It's, it's tough at this point. Oh, oh, you say yes for the money, right? Yeah, right. It's... Stupid question to ask. <laughs> when you're very famous, you wouldn't, you'd say no. Yeah. I mean... Right now you jump at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used to get quite a few portrait commissions, um, and I never liked them, but... Yeah. It, you know, money's money at that point. Um, now, maybe I'd be a bit more hesitant yeah. to take to take those commissions, um, just because yeah, that's not the the way that I work. Yeah. But um, interesting, yeah. you say about portrait commissions. It, is that a hard way to paint to get somebody's likeness? We look at the Queen. Let's use the Queen as an example because so many paintings have been painted of her. And you go, excuse me, are they looking at the same woman as me? <laughs> Do you know what I mean when I say that? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. it difficult to paint somebody? Oh, I, I, it's so hard, and I, I have so much respect for for portrait artists because I think it's just such a, I, I couldn't do it. Um, I'd, I'd just be nervous and anxious the entire time. Um, yeah, I mean, when I was doing them, you... Yeah, I mean... Sleepless nights? Yeah, you can, you can think you've done a great work, but, I mean, yeah. It's how they see it. It's how they see it, and um, you just have to hope that you've, you've done the best you can and, mm. uh, and you've captured... It's, I think it's less about being so accurate about exactly what they look like and more capturing their kind of personality and their aura yeah. in a way. And that's something difficult and that's something you really have to... I had a portrait done of me. I had no money, but I was 17 years old. I paid £75, which is a great deal of money. I've still got it. I gave it to my mum as a birthday present. Still to this day, I've lost my mum, but I still don't know whether she actually liked it. But I've got it. My friends take the Michael out of me, something wicked. I think it looks like me. So it's an interesting one. How do you describe your work now? The work I saw um, at the exhibition, um, how do you describe your work? Um, simply. Uh, <laughs> or can't um, you simply say it? I, I, I mean, I would describe it as mixed media printmaking. Um, it uses, I use techniques from collagraph, etching, 
and, um, and, and collage. And I'd say it's a process-driven work and it's focused on intuition, I'd say. Really? Yeah. Really, that's great. Do you, when you find a different way of going, does it happen just one day or do you just go, do you know, I'd like to go down painting animals or I'd like to do a different style. Does it happen or does it evolve? It definitely evolves. I mean, I have lots of new ideas all the time that I feel like I'd like to pursue, um, especially having a younger brother that's doing the same um, subject as me at uni. Um, he constantly comes for me for ideas and I'm, I'm helping him out and then I'm going, oh, but I, I really want to do this. But I'm so invested in what I'm doing at the moment that I think I just don't have the time for it. And it takes so much time to start with a new idea and then progress to something yeah. that you feel happy with. That I've, I've spent a year with this project. I don't want to you know, yeah. give up on it now. Having a younger brother who's doing what you're doing, as you mentioned him, it, does that put any pressure on you? Uh, or do you actually work alongside and you've both got totally different ideas? I mean, to be fair, we, we work, it's quite funny, we work very similarly. Um, and, but I don't think there's much, there's only it's competition. I think it's quite nice. I, I have someone that I can, I can talk to about and, and hopefully maybe in the future, I'm, I'm sharing a studio with them next year. So, um, you know, maybe it'll help me with my work, being able to work collaboratively with someone because I haven't been able to do that before. Have you ever done anything with him? Collaboratively? No, not yet. Um, I'll see how how he does this year, and um, and yeah, well, but yeah, I definitely would like to. It's interesting because I know you've got a great relationship with your younger brother. It's interesting that you can watch the pitfalls, and he can say, "What do we do in this year?" And you, you're you're basically doing the work that he's going to go into. So that's quite helpful, isn't it? No, I'm definitely envious of the the help that he has now. I would have really liked it when I was going through my first two years and then obviously it's frustrating when he doesn't you know take the advice on board um but yeah no it's definitely it's definitely great for him do you think there'll ever be any jealousy i've got two friends who are both actors they're a couple they're both actors there's a little bit of pressure just a little bit but i see it creeping in more as they get older do you think that will ever happen I don't know if he sees himself going into art. At the moment, he doesn't, at least. But I'm looking back, I said the same thing at his age. So, uh, and you know, I don't know. But I, I don't think we're inherently jealous people. So, um, no, I, I don't think it'll. That's it'll good. Get into that. That's good. Now, do you have a website or anything where people can see your work? Yes, uh, I got a website. It's called maxeugenieart.com. Spell Eugenie. It's uh, E U G E N I. And where can they find it? Uh, it's just on, online. It's yeah, maxeugenieart.com. Um, still working on it at the moment, but um, yeah, it's, it should be up and running. And then, but most of my stuff goes through Instagram. Through Instagram? Yeah. Right, so you're on Instagram as well. Yeah. That's great. Now, I saw you work. Uh, you were in a fabulous little studio in Liverpool. Uh, it was a while ago now, um, where you were upstairs painting and everyone was selling bits and pieces. Yeah, Mersey Made, um, I, which is based over in Liverpool next to John Lewis. Uh, it was a great experience. It was, at that point in, in my career, it was... Um, it was really helpful. I'd say, to be honest, that was another one of those phases we talked about 
earlier. Um, it taught me a lot about business um, and what it was like to work. And meeting yeah. people as well. Yeah, and as an open studio, um, it was great having people coming in and... Yeah, you get to talk to people. You don't get to talk to people much about your art, not the public anyway. It's always people in the art world. And so that was that was great. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say go have a look at Mersey Made because it's, it's, yeah, it's a great little space. Max, I've got 130 interviews now on my podcast. We've never done an interview quite like this, especially with a young man. Um, what advice would you give to anybody... Young or old, because a lot of older people go into art and say, I've always wanted to do it, and they do it. What, looking back, at, and you still got a long way to go, and you're discovering yourself or finding yourself and going in different directions. What advice would you give people who are listening now that would love to do what you're doing? Maybe not university, but would love to paint or be a sculptor or do anything to do with art. I'd say um, if you're going to do it, Art's not, it's not something to shy away from. It's, I, if, if you want to do well in this world, you have to give it 100% because anything less isn't going to work. It's a competitive industry. Um, I'd say don't focus... I mean, if you're not happy with what you're making at the moment, don't beat yourself down. Just keep working because, you know, it's, it's not always... I'm talented enough or not at the moment. It's it's a process. You learn, and uh, and the more work you do, the more the better you're gonna get, and um, and something will come. Can you explain if you came into my home and a piece of your art was on the wall, what you would feel? Joy, definitely. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing seeing your own artwork in someone else's house because. I mean, art, the art that I make kind of feels more of an extension of myself. It seems it's a very personal thing. And so for someone else to want to, to have that in their home, see that every day, uh, it's just amazing. It's one of the best feelings in the world. So once again, where can they find your work to look at it? Uh, it's Max Eugenie Art on Instagram. Um, I'm also on Facebook. So, but yeah, Instagram is the main one. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. Why not subscribe? You know it's free. So join us and tell your friends. It's great going on walks and doing whatever you want to do and then putting P-Price on. We've got a back catalogue of over 100 interviews. Join us. Subscribe. It's free.